be an offside penalty against the Redskins. Offside on the kicking team. That penalty is declined first down. First down, Dallas, and they can just sit on it now. The 11-game running streak is over. For the first time in 1991, the Washington Redskins now had a blemish on their record. The loss to Dallas had denied Washington the NFC East title, although delayed is probably a more accurate choice of words than denied. The Redskins were still 11-1, and the divisional title was basically inevitable. But Washington had bigger aspirations. Joe Gibbs and company wanted home field advantage throughout the playoffs. To achieve that goal, Washington would need to bounce back from the Dallas game immediately. The Redskins' Week 14 opponents were the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams had gotten off to a good start in 91 before going into a tailspin. They injured the game against the Redskins just 3-9 on the year and already preparing for a major rebuilding effort. Yet, John Robinson's team played Washington very tough and trailed only 7-6 at the half. The Redskins had come out flat, possibly due to a combination of a hangover effect from the loss to Dallas, coupled with a cross-country trip to Anaheim. Whatever the case, an incensed Joe Gibbs was uncharacteristically demonstrative at halftime, kicking chairs across the locker room to try to refocus his team. It worked, and the game's turning point would come on a heads-up defensive play by Wilbur Marshall and Martin Mayhew. And speaking of back in there, Doug Smith is back in there on the shotgun, third down and five. And a quick pass. And a reception by Slipper Anderson. He's got the first down. And a fumble is recovered by the Redskins. Anderson had it and lost it, and it was Wilbur Marshall who picks up the fumble for the Redskins, their first turnover of the game. A bad opening for the Rams here, and we may have a review of this one, but here it is. Cox just simply goes down, gets a little stop there, and heads across. Well, he's going to help on this one on the far side. Here's what we wanted to see. Flipper Anderson, and they're dragging the football out right there, stripped away. No question. If the, if the whistle had not blown, clearly away and clearly a stripped ball by the defense. And they are going to review it. DeCantac has just informed everybody of that fact. It was Martin Mayhew who stripped Flipper Anderson of the ball and Wilbur Marshall alertly fell on it. Well, it shouldn't surprise you. The Redskins work on this every day. Take the football away. They'll stack somebody in there, get them held up, and right there, it's Wilbur Marshall going for the football and jerking it loose. Of course, the official is supposed to blow the whistle when forward progress is stopped. There was a question. Sometimes After those receivers review, hurt themselves. Stands is called. Defenders strip the ball from the receiving team. First down. Tough break for the Rams, but a great opportunity for the Redskins, who are in a lot tougher game than they bargained for. As we start this third quarter, you can see the distraught John Robinson, Jeff Fisher, who said that next year I would use 11 of our 14 draft picks to pick defensive players. No question where he's staying. <laughs> he's the defensive coordinator. Hey, he's done a great job here today. Third down and six. And a big down, really. And Rippin is going for Sanders, and he's got it for the touchdown.
the man who has beaten Jerry Gray and Ricky Sanders with his fourth touchdown catch of the year as the Redskins capitalize on the fumble and lead it now. 13-6 on a 30-yard touchdown play. The Redskins kept the pressure on later in the third quarter. First down and 20 now, back to the 24. Rippin with a deep drop and a screen pass set up to Ricky Irvin. He's got blockers and he's got roll and he's got a touchdown. His first NFL touchdown as a receiver. He used to park cars at the Rose Bowl, starred in the Rose Bowl, and now he scores for the Redskins in Southern California coming back home, and it's now a 20-6 lead for the Redskins. Chip Miller connects, and it's 21-6 now. Washington. The perfect situation. On a screen is to catch your opponent in the blitz. Watch number 23. Here comes the blitz. Man-to-man -man coverage. The quick flick to the outside. And there's no one around. You don't even have to block. Well, there's one guy, but he'll miss. Downfield into the end zone. It was a homecoming of sorts for former USC Trojan Ricky Urbans, who continued to be a significant contributor in his rookie season. After Irvin's touchdown, Washington added a couple of Chip Miller field goals to get to the final score of 27-6. The victory meant that the Redskins were NFC East champions, but they still needed to win at least one more game to wrap up home field advantage. Next up was 4-9 Phoenix, a team the Redskins had beaten soundly in their first meeting in D.C. By the time Washington actually took the field against the Cardinals, however, the top seed was already theirs by virtue of New Orleans being upset by the Red Hot Cowboys earlier in the day. Maybe it was because their primary motivation for this game was already a moot point, but for whatever reason, the Redskins played another lackluster first half. A pair of Johnny Johnson touchdowns put the Cardinals ahead 14-0 at the break. Gibbs didn't do any chair-kicking at halftime. Instead, he let veteran linebacker Matt Millen light into his teammates. Of his head coach, Millen remarked, I was screaming louder than he was. Millen went on to explain his halftime rant, saying, One of the things I said was that I was glad that we were in this position. You have an opportunity to see what you're about. You can go out there and lay an egg and say, Well, our minds weren't in it. Or you can say, Look, we're supposed to be one of the best teams. Let's prove it. As they had the week before, Washington dominated the second half, outscoring Phoenix 20-zip behind ripping touchdown passes to Terry Orr and Ricky Sanders, along with two more Low Miller field goals. The Redskins were 13-1 now and finished up the regular season with a pair of divisional rivals. First, the Giants at RFK. Unlike the previous two weeks, Washington came out focused and ready to win. Two safeties and the Redskins go without a huddle. Clark. 
there. It's not only getting open and catching it, but making big plays. And when you get a guy like Gary Clark and he catches it, you better tackle him. You better wrap your arm. That was pathetic tackling by the Giants. And when you have a guy like Gary Clark who is always thinking big plays, this guy will kill you. You better wrap him up. Low Miller's extra point is good. Redskins fire right back. And they lead 7-3 with 7-12. Left in the first quarter. Like Gary Clark says, he says, every time I get the ball, I think touchdown. He said, that's why sometimes I will drop him because I'm thinking touchdown. But if you look at this, that's 12 completions that they've had this year of 45 or more yards. That's, that's big plays. That's strength. And of course, when you have guys like Gary Clark, who I've always put in the top receivers in all of football, and then Monk and Sanders, they have a lot of guys to go to. And Rippin has been able to get the ball to them. And he's had great pass protection. Of course, the Giants better learn that when you come in here, you have to play defense. And if you're going to play defense, you've got to get after that quarterback. And more importantly, you have to tackle. After the Giants took the lead on a short scramble by Phil Simms, the Redskins returned the favor on a Gerald Riggs plunge from a yard out. Washington got the ball back on the Giants' third turnover of the quarter and took immediate advantage. Hey, this, this Redskins team can really strike quick. Look at that. Starting their own 35, two plays, touchdown. There's two plays, 17 yards, touchdown run. They don't, they, they don't need a heck of a lot of plays when they get the ball. Redskins led 27-10 before a Sims touchdown pass to Mark Ingram late in the third cut it to 27-17. Ingram taunted the RFK crowd after the score, continuing what had been a pattern of bad blood in this late-season NFC East contest. In the fourth, Washington dealt a final blow to the Giants' hopes. No taunts necessary. 17 as we begin quarter number four at RFK Stadium. The 
Redskin ball right at midfield. Now they've slowed down the pace a little. They've gone back to their huddle. Three tight ends in, two wide receivers. Reverse fake. Flipping going deep for Clark. Touchdown. Griffin was really leveled by Leonard Marshall, I believe. But he still got the ball to Clark. I tell you, that's not good. That finger that he's holding out like that may not look like much, but that's the finger on his passing hand. Gary Clark is happy on the other end. That was a flea flicker off a fake reverse, or it was a fake reverse. Gary Clark run deep, one-man pattern. That's only his second catch all day, Pat, but it's for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Low Miller for the extra point, which is good. Mark Griffin might have torn the fingernail off that finger. But he was hit by Marshall. The 34-17 victory was the Redskins' 14th of the season, which tied the franchise record for regular season wins. Washington also scored more points against the Giants in that game than anyone had all year. Mark Rippon only completed nine passes, but those nine completions resulted in 230 yards and three touchdowns. Rippon left the game in the second half after suffering a minor injury to a finger on his throwing hand but he was expected to be ready in time for the season finale against the Eagles. The thing was, Washington had no real reason to play its starters against Philadelphia. The Redskins had already made the playoffs, already won the division, and already clinched home field advantage. They had also already lost a game, which meant that an undefeated season wasn't in play. Long story short, the Redskins lost to the Eagles because Joe Gibbs decided a Super Bowl was more important than 15-1. and Washington led 19-7 going into the fourth quarter against Philadelphia, but by that time, Ernest Biner, Jeff Bostick, Joe Jacoby, Charles Mann, and Jim Lachey were all long gone, as was Mark Rippon, who was nonetheless none too pleased about being pulled after the first series of the second half. As it turned out, Eagle defensive back Otis Smith, who had returned to Rippon past 76 yards to give Philly its only points prior to the fourth quarter, blocked a Kelly Goodburn punt that set up a turning point touchdown. That they gave up 19-14, Washington in the fourth. Special teams go to work. That was Kelly Goodburn's punt blocked by Otis Smith. That set up Jeff Kemp's six-yard touchdown strike to Maurice Johnson. But Washington would answer behind Jeff Rutledge. Here he hits Gary Clark on a great catch for 36 yards. That set up a Chip Miller field goal. Jeff Kemp receiving instructions from Randall. Probably brought the Eagles back. Kemp with Calvin Williams for 18 yards. That set up sets up Roger Ruzek. He nails it. From 38 yards out, and the Philadelphia Eagles pull off the upset by a final of 24 to 22 on the second loss of the year for the Skins. You called this one early on this morning. You said this was going to be the best game of the day. Yeah, it was classic football with a great line, uh, great lines on both sides of the ball, the Eagles defense and the, and the Hogs. Record or not, when you allow single digits in sacks in a whole season, that speaks volumes of what you do. But Oh, Buffalo and Washington losing in the final week. They'll be ready, though. All right. A lot of the Redskins were ticked off at Gibbs at the time. Of the call to bench him, an irritated Rippon said, It's not my decision. I don't second-guess a coach's decision. Maybe he just pulled me because I wasn't playing well. 
I don't know. I wasn't asked. And as far as what Washington might have learned or taken away from this game, Rippon's frustration came through again. What comes from a game like this? Not a damn thing. You take a loss. I don't care what the circumstances were. You want to play well. You don't take anything away from a loss. For the Eagles, who finished 10-6 and but did not make the playoffs, this otherwise meaningless game was sweet revenge for the 23-0 beating the Redskins had handed them earlier in the year, a beating that included a last-minute field goal when Washington was already up 20 to nothing. We've been waiting for this game ever since the first one when Washington beat us and kicked that field goal at the end, said Eagles kicker Roger Ruzak. We didn't make the playoffs, but we deserved to. This kick, the game winner, was for the team, he added. The Washington Redskins had finished with a 14-2 record, the best in the NFL in 1991. They did so despite playing a very tough schedule, something that set them apart from the other teams in NFL history that had rung up seasons with 14 or more wins. The Redskins had missed out on the NFL record for fewest sacks in the season after giving up three to the ferocious Eagle defense. However, Washington had accomplished Joe Gibbs' primary goal. It had stayed healthy. Although the players weren't exactly overjoyed at Gibbs' philosophy on that day in Philadelphia, their long-term feelings on the subject would be dictated by just how well the Redskins could do now that they were in the playoffs. Washington still had obstacles in its path, but with a 14-2 regular season behind it, first-round bye, and home-field advantage. The road to championship glory was a lot shorter than it had been four months earlier. Next time on Something Special, the playoffs begin as the Redskins face a familiar foe in their first postseason test.